Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out, and big thanks to Lions Pub, Cranach. Oh, man. Lions this is Pub. right next to the hotel you're at. This was Husker Center, uh, Husker, Nebraska Central before kickoff yesterday. Yeah. We had a great time at the graduate. We love those folks. But, I mean, you had a whole room, and these guys here in downtown Minneapolis have adopted Nebraska for years since they moved to the Big Ten. Exactly. Lions. Ray's, Ray's fun, man. I love talking to Ray. He's a good guy. Uh, Lions, L-Y-O-N-S. And it's right in downtown Minneapolis. And it's the official watch site for the Minnesotans for Nebraskans. And so, yeah, this place was absolutely packed yesterday. Um, and it's connected. It's right pretty much connected to the embassy suites. Minnesota, by the way, Minneapolis in general. Can we just get this out of the way? I All it would take is like, I don't know, some sort of some sort of big money uh, or maybe two or three guys that were that were big money. Like, it's a sleeping giant. I'm telling you. It's the best city in the Big Ten. Go ahead. Think through mentally right now. What is a better city? Aside from Chicago. It's, it's, well, okay. Aside from Lincoln. So I'm biased. <laughs> Connor said Chicago. Right, but, yeah. but you're in Evanston. It's, it's different. It's not. Uh, and it's I mean, Northwestern. It's, they do car washes and, like, it's yeah, all weird. No, yeah. you can't, it's all sorts that of. That doesn't work. Naked uh, men. I should have known it was big, going there. But it's it's basically the best city in the Big Ten. The the facility, the the football stadium, I mean, it's a substantial structure, right? Like it's not you didn't feel like you're going into some kind of rinky dink thing. It's not uh, the facilities are good. Nice, oh, Madison's yeah, a really nice Madison. town. Madison Brady great. Altman's is that with us good. at Brady I'm Altman's on Twitter. Though. Oh no, Brady, the, the, the like, city of here. The city of Madison is fantastic. Warm nightmare of a of a Friday after a blown lead. I'm talking city, hey. like big city, hey. like something that oh. would show up on an MSA or list. You know, Ma- Madison's a pretty good city too. I will say, Ann Arbor is nice. Ann Arbor is a, a cozy college town. Too close uh, to Detroit for my liking, personally. They have Michigan, so. Hey. But here's my point: Minneapolis, the real estate Minnesota. is real cheap. <laughs> I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, Minnesota, I think could yeah. be a lot better in all sports than they are, based on just what they have here. It's, um, it's I think that's what, fair. what are the what are the uh, what are the uh, industries in Minneapolis and St. Paul? I mean, uh, the, the Duluth Target. plumbing folks, Prince, uh, Target. Target, yeah, Prince and Kirby Puckett, basically. Uh, Miller Brewing uh, Company. Thank, thank you. But they're not they're not industries necessarily. But I thought it's more so Milwaukee. The Miller Brewing Company. Oh, you're right. You're right. I just yeah. I just picked a northern city. I Come can't on. Lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. No, Target was a Target's a big one. No, I know it's huge, but they don't even sell tobacco there. Oh, well, not not since the incident. <laughs> yeah. Wow, My Brady, goodness. I gotta I gotta ask you before we get to your just incredible story with the Guardian on Nebraska volleyball day. Brady going international, yeah. baby. He is, man. It's Brady's world. The Guardian out of the UK. Out of the United Kingdom. Wow. Mate. And, and we're at a British pub <laughs> right now. There's some weird we stuff are. happening here. Okay. We are we are locked in. Okay, 
let's talk Marcus Satterfield. Uh, can he and Sims and this offense get on the same page? Is this just a foregone conclusion that you're just going to have to live with with some questionable decision making after one game? That it's going to be like this the rest of the season, or do you think Nebraska Sims and Satterfield can, you know, find a, a happy medium? Taylor an offense and a, and a game plan to use their strengths and, and be way better than uh, than they were at least last night. And I know it was game one. I know it was with uh, within grasp for Nebraska. Well, because I, I thought about this, what exactly were people expecting out of the offense? Um, to, to borrow a cue from the, from the skip. 21? Yeah, real true. But to borrow a cue from the skipper in the last segment, um, a wise man last week said that Nebraska is going to have to rely on its defense to make plays, make stops, and then the offense to get a lead and just bleed games out. They're not going to be an exciting, full-paneled offense, especially considering look at what they started. I mean, you've got a former walk-on starting at receiver, which is a completely different lineup than what we all anticipated it being going into fall camp and even coming out of spring. Plus, you got Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda, who may be out long-term now. Uh, they lose him halfway through. So then you got yeah. Billy Kemp, who Heinrich Harburg had more catches than Billy Kemp last night. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So it was just a completely different look. Now, having said that, I do think there's a certain, there's a certain bit that you look at Jeff Sims, and he made plays, and clearly that offense was geared directly towards Jeff Thank Sims. You. I mean – his, his directed runs, his passes, wow. all of it was geared towards him. But w- you look at Marcus Satterfield, and that was some of the worries, was how the offense ran through Spencer Rattler and how Rattler handled it at South Carolina. And you kind of see those same uh, alarms, or at least those same red flags pop up last night. And clearly, when you got a quarterback throwing three picks, some of them are just completely telegraphed. Uh, Scotland Yard could have read all of those um, <laughs> over the, the blips. So it's... But I think at a certain point, they were st- they still had the lead, and we knew a couple weeks ago Anthony Grant had fumble issues in camp, but they stuck with him enough and trusted him enough to make the plays come crunch time. He fumbles again. You have to believe that either those opportunities won't be given to him or they're going to, again, trust him in crunch moments to, to correct those mistakes. So either way, it's game one. It, it takes a while to, to, to knock some of that rust off or to knock – a win out of those situations back in Nebraska after they hadn't been there in a couple years. But you're right. There's certainly a lot of red flags there at quarterback right now. Well, here's my question. And you mentioned, you know, kind of on the passing side with Harbor getting more receptions than Billy Kemp. I was kind of surprised that AG ended up getting more carries than Gabe Irvin, right? I mean, obviously we talked about the fumble issues throughout camp, but I liked what I saw from Gabe and he ripped off a pretty long run there in the second half. I believe it was a 30 yarder and, not saying that don't give Anthony Grant a chance, but Gabe Irvin was your number one guy, at least on paper, heading into that game. So that was something that kind of surprised me. No, the, the allocations of the handoffs, especially in the first half. I mean, when you, you're talking about workload and how they want to recycle guys and keep them fresh, for, fresh legs for the fourth quarter. I was a little kind of surprised at just the allocation of carries in that first half because I thought Gabe had made it clear and the coaches had made it clear Gabe was kind of their, their number one guy. 
uh, at least for the opener. And I think you probably, looking at it now, it's clear Gabe is probably still the number one guy going into Colorado. But um, Ramir looked great. Um, Emmett, I thought, on special teams looked, did a lot of great things for him. So there's there's depth at, at running back that you like, and the offensive line blocked relatively well for them. They And on those poles, those tight ends pulled really well. So there's a lot of promise at running back. They're just going to need them to do a little bit more, especially uh, give them some of those carries that they were designing up for Jeff Sims because you, you can't have your quarterback taking those kinds of hits. Um, you Maybe in week one, but four weeks from now, he's going to be feeling those. Well, if you look at it, guys, five total carries – between uh, Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant in the first half yesterday. Five total carries, to, to your point about the about the allocation. And, and when we break this down, and look, by the way, there's, there's folks in the stream and, uh, and elsewhere talking about, like, oh, is this overreaction? It's one game. It's not like you expected Nebraska to be 22 Georgia, 100%. What, where we're coming from is, like, what does Nebraska need to do now in order not to repeat this again next weekend right against Colorado is it as simple as change up that allocation a little bit quarterback ran too much running backs didn't get it enough switch that up a little bit by a good 25 30 percent and 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 you're probably in uh in a better situation than we are today yeah and you're talking granted Marcus Satterfield comes from South Carolina, so he was still in the college game. But this, you know, Matt Rule, a lot of the coaching staff, they're coming from the NFL again. And it kind of it takes the coaches' game reps as well to get mm. back into the flow of it together. You've got, you've got an offensive line that still needs those game reps together. Receivers, clearly with what they have, need game reps together. And as much of seven-on-seven seven in reps as Jeff Sims had with his receivers – it didn't seem like he was comfortable enough scanning the field and going through no. his reads and checkdowns. He was uh, keying an eyeball on his first guy and knew where to go with it. So I think, again, those are just – those are hiccups, and those are game one things. The, the the other alarm, I think, is they didn't have those many opportunities, and they needed to capitalize on them, especially those red zone picks. You know what I mean? Like, again, Nebraska had three offensive drives in the first half, kind of like North Dakota last year. If they're having as many offensive drives against Minnesota week one as they did against North Dakota last year, I think that that's a, a mark of understanding a improvement from this team just based upon what it was. Granted, it wasn't great during those first months of the season last year, but I think that that's another point that you can look at and say, okay, there's positive step forwards, but it's also a point of this is how far the program has to go still. Brady Oatman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, obviously on a day like today, we're going to focus on the things that need to get better. But I want to get your thoughts on the game as a whole. Did that Nebraska team exceed your expectations with what game one was for? Did they fall short of your expectations? Was that about what you expected? Put it in perspective for me. And if we look back at where we were a week ago looking ahead to this game, what was Nebraska's performance to you? It was interesting. It was one of those where... I, I say it's interesting because, I mean, the offense, the, the, the back or skill position play on the offense, I think, left a lot to be desired. But on the line, I thought that offensive line performed better than I anticipated it performing. I thought as a whole, the defense performed better. They're, they left some gaps, but keep in mind, they throw a lot of that defense and it's different from a lot of those guys went into. Plus, you got Ty Robinson that's gone for the vast majority of that second half on you know whatever you call it by the letter of the law that's targeting 
you know, when I play, that's called giving a guy a kiss through the face mask, um, <laughs> not to be one of those guys. But Omar Brown, I mean, he showed up and showed out. And he's a guy that you talk, you talked to all last year and you think, why is this guy not on the field? Uh, you had similar instances. Um, you know, Tommy Hill kind of had a weird game. Can't seem to get in the right spots. There are just guys on that defense now. Uh, and obviously with Bullock, um, guys who have clearly shown and improved in this last these last couple of months that have found a way to get on the field. And you're thinking, how did they not get on the field? Or how did they not regularly contribute last year? And really, if you put that all together, maybe you want some more pressure. Maybe you want some more impact on the front, you know, from the front seven. But and overall, I think, you're, you're, you're saying you're going to allow only 13 points in the opener. You feel pretty good about your chances getting a W out of that one. So I think you can you can feel pretty good about that defensive performance. Brady, real quick, uh, tell folks about your coverage of the Nebraska Volleyball Day. Uh, just an awesome event. And you, uh, you're international, baby. About 10 seconds here. It, yeah, just out there world history man covering it for the guardian world record why not a spread nebraska and women's athletics love across the pond and to the world over number two sports story on the guardian today for the record Bang. i love it well follow him at brady altman's internationally and locally brady take care buddy thanks so much uh we'll see you guys appreciate it thanks, brady.